What's up, everybody? Merry Christmas Eve. I hope this finds you well. I hope this finds you enjoying the holiday week in whatever capacity you find yourself in. I know many of us out there are still grinding, working hard to support ourselves and our loved ones. To all of you who are not getting the break, the vacation you deserve, my love, blessings, and prayers go out to you because I have the utmost respect for you and your work and your life path. Hang in there. Stay tough. And I hope you can find a way to step into your highest greatness no matter what part of the wave you are riding in this very moment. Today's guest is a special one. It is my soul brother, a biohacking wizard, Josh Holland. Josh has a very deep background in athletics and martial arts. He found himself in New York City and rose to be a very elite level, very highly sought after celebrity fitness trainer. And from there, through his own pursuing of knowledge and optimizing himself, becoming the greatest version of himself, really became a biohacking guru. Now, if you don't know much about biohacking, biohacking is, to put it in Josh's words, what he really strives for is to combine primitive ancient knowledge with modern technology. Now, biohacking is all about optimizing the mind, body, and spirit, optimizing your physical, mental health by almost whatever means necessary. You can take things like nootropics, you can apply very high-level technology to help the body recover and speed healing. Um, there's all kinds of fascinating things. Coming out of my NFL career, I definitely gravitated towards or found myself interested in many of the biohacking uh, gurus, personalities out there, like Dave Asprey of Bulletproof Coffee, like Ben Greenfield. And Josh is definitely, Josh is up there with the, with the best of them. Um, he's got a ton of knowledge, a ton of wisdom, ton of insight. He works with very high-level entertainers and performers. I'm not going to drop any names, but you would know all of them. He is basically a shaman. He's a mad scientist. I got to spend a day with him a, a couple weeks ago, and not only did we have a ball just talking and vibing and getting to know one, one another, but he put me through a couple of the machines that he has, and I came out of there feeling like a million bucks. I'm a big believer in biohacking. It's basically like being a guinea pig. You test out certain things. Testing out, you research. It's not just like, you know, throwing whatever you find on the street in your mouth to see what happens. But you're doing a lot of research. Learning a lot about things. You do a lot of reading. You dive into the science scientific studies, you dive into ancient texts and find out what people have used to optimize their health and well-being. And you try it out on yourself. Maybe there's, sometimes there's a lot of scientific studies behind it, sometimes there's a little bit less. 
So we dive into all that and more in this episode with Josh. He has incredible energy. We recorded this episode on the winter solstice. So it was a very powerful day, December 21st, 2020. Um, A day that I believe some astrologers say whatever started in the Mayan calendar back in December of 2012, remember when we all thought the world was going to end back then, that cycle came to fruition December 21st, and we have sprung forth out of that date. And here's a little thing that Josh sent me afterwards. December 21st, the great conjunction of Jupiter and Saturn in Aquarius. We are experiencing a spiritual metamorphosis, a divine transformation within the depths of our soul. We are all leveling up into a higher state of consciousness. A new dawn is upon us. The energy we are experiencing at this time is only the beginning. We will see the full effects of the new path we are embarking on next year, May through July 2021. August 2021 will feel like the icing on the cake of our new journey. We will settle into this new energy around September. This is a powerful time of transformations for the collective and our planet. You chose to come here at this time for a reason. Trust that you have what it takes to complete this transformation and become the most beautiful version of yourself for a greater purpose. Powerful stuff. So I hope you guys enjoy. Really take note of this time. Maybe you're feeling it, maybe you're not. But guaranteed, there's a massive shift happening. So lots of love to you all. I hope you enjoy this episode. Before I let you go, if you're looking for some great medicinal mushroom products, head over to wake.net. Use code EBBINFLOW to get 10% off and free shipping on your next order of lion's mane, cordyceps, reishi, these are all, these, all of these supplements could be thrown into the biohacking category, and I think you will enjoy them. Lion's Mane for cognitive health, Reishi for recovery and nervous system support, Turkey Tail for your immune system, Cordyceps for energy and oxygen uptake, fantastic stuff. If you're in the mood for great coffee, head over to invadercoffee.com, use code THEEBBINFLOW, to get 15% off your next order. All right, y'all. Lots of love to you guys. Have a wonderful holiday. Whether you're celebrating this Christian recognition of the pagan influence on our religion, if you find yourself as a Christian. Um, Otherwise, just enjoy this time with your friends and family. Lots of love to you all. I'll see you all on the flip side. Enjoy. Peace. You have unlocked the eternal link to internal source. The key of imagination, your admission. Access to the enlightened dimension. A gateway at the junction of darkness and light. The place at which the chaos of our conditioned frame of mind give way to a life in constant flux. Only to be mastered through vigilant discipline. Peaceful times may come. Testing times may go. This is the ebb and flow. All right, my brother, Josh Holland, the mad scientist, the black biohacker. What's up, my brother? (laughs) 
Man, I'm so happy to be here, man. Honestly, like this is this is one of those those opportunities that when when it became presented to me, I I just felt so grateful to be able to connect and um, you know, yeah, this is going to be a great show. So I'm I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, man. Um you know, I'm thinking about how grateful I am to be to have been connected with you and to cross paths with you and get to hang out. Uh, I came over to your crib last Saturday. <laughs> we had a great time. Talked for probably two hours. Two and a half hours. Just vibed. Yeah. You put me on the, the red light helmet therapy, which was unbelievable. I came out of there. I was literally buzzing, dude. I was high as hell coming out of that <laughs> you put me on the pmf yeah love that thing um and you know i've been thinking about this because through the this process of the the covid paradigm shift i've really connected with people who feel like my spiritual clan like my spiritual tribe mm. and it makes me think of this do you know much about Thoth and the Emerald Tablets, Atlantis? No. So Thoth is the Egyptian god of wisdom. And um, there's these ancient texts, maybe the most ancient text known to man. It's called the Emerald Tablets. Somewhere between 10,000 and 50,000 years old. And it was brought forth by this guy, Thoth, who was an Atlantean priest when Atlantis was being destroyed, mm -hmm. he took a spaceship to Egypt. This is all interpretation <laughs> through this text. It's basically a, uh, it's a long, it's a really profound poem about the nature of, univer of the universe and consciousness and spirituality and a, a human's existence in this realm and what it's all about. But basically, Atlantis was being destroyed. Um, and so Thoth took his ship, he went to Egypt, he set up the Great Pyramids, he also built this thing called the Halls of Amenti, which is a underground palace where the soul can go to reincarnate at the ancient flower of life. But while Atlantis was being destroyed, he sent all of his crew to different parts of the planet, to South America to, um, you know, Asia, to every corner of the earth. And that's why we see so much consistency in all the ancient civilizations, the Mayans, the Aztecs. It's all the same iconography as, you know, African tribes and Native Americans and uh, even the Vikings and even the Japanese. Like, it's all very similar iconography, uh, gods, uh, hierarchies and structure of the spiritual unseen realm mm -hmm. and world. It's all one story. You know, we're all one. We're all from the same thing. And it, th when I think about that, I think about the people I've met and all of us are super powerful people. Like you're a super powerful dude, you know, and we're all holding space in these different corners of the earth. And maybe, and every once in a while we get to come together and gather our forces, gather our energy. And, 
it's super it's just that's how i think you know and then you you know getting to know you man and i think it's it's really important to talk about just what you do as sort of a baseline of this but getting to come and hang out with you last week biohacking is basically the scientific term for shamanism you know shamanism biohacker mad scientist there's so much science in shamanism it's about utilizing herbs and plants and various things from nature that you find to create an environment in the body and an experience yeah you know so it's just so cool to get to hang out with you dude in this in this realm in this in this episode you know so i think i'm fascinated yeah man i think it's important to just start with like and i i called you the black biohacker because we had a good laugh you were like dude my buddy called me up and he said they just released this list of the top 50 biohackers in the world and you're the only one that's black i thought that was really interesting yeah listen you, you bring up so many great points and, you know, I definitely want to touch on the part where you mentioned shamanism. And uh, again, another friend, the same friend, uh, mentioned to me that at the end of the day, we're all healers. People mm. who, who are healers can be considered shamans or biohackers or coaches, you know, yeah. health coaches, trainers or whatever. And I feel like today... In today's society, people get too caught up in, in trying to say, well, no, you know, this is not right because it doesn't come from the earth. And this is not right because there's no science behind it. Mm-hmm. But it all comes back to one. It all comes back to the unified field. It all comes back to whatever makes you feel good. If you, right. can, if you can actually be in touch with who you are on the inside, then whatever it is, whatever connection that gets you to that point of feeling good it doesn't matter where it comes from as long as you get there, right? Like, and, and that's my whole thing. And touching on the whole, uh, the, the, the 50 biohackers and, and there not being any minorities or very little minorities on it was very interesting to me because it almost says why. It, it, mm. it brings up the question why. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why? And it's like, you know, this is a part of me. This is a part of who I am all the time. And I've been like this since I was a little boy. Mm. And I feel like whether I was considered a biohacker at, at, a, at age four when I started martial arts or I was considered a martial artist doesn't really matter. But um, this has been a part of my life since I can remember. Mm. And it's all about helping people. And I get so much joy out of watching people change in front of my eyes, mm. whether it's that mental shift that I can see whether it's the physical shift that I can see, you know, whether it's getting somebody to kind of geek out on some some new biohacking toys or it's geeking out, being outdoors and putting our feet in the earth and 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 really feeling this this new shift you were just talking about. Like all of this is so fascinating to me. Mm. So, yeah. yeah. What was the thing? Because I think that's so uh, key in your story is that you grew up with this martial arts background. Yeah. You know, and there's so much discipline and there's so much uh, anterior understanding of the experience of being a human, of a, the human animal experience through martial arts. How you move in your environment, how your environment moves around you. 
Um, and so when you say you've been interested in this since you were a little kid, what does that mean? Have you been interested like fucking around with potions and making stuff and figuring out how things made you feel, etc.? Absolutely. Mm. In fact, a couple things come to mind. So um, I remember any time that there was a pain, like let's say mm. I got injured breaking a board or a brick or um, I ended up having a headache for some reason or whatever. My dad had this, and, and I'm laughing right now because any of my friends who grew up with me and they would come to my house, they knew that if you go to Mario and Josh's house, that's my brother's name, if you go to Mario and Josh's house, chances are they're going to have some kind of potion for any kind of ailment, right? Mm. And we had this big jar. Uh, it was like a, a jug, a glass jug on the top of our refrigerator that had the writing on it, monkey guts. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds and so, good. And, and so this monkey guts, I mean, if you look at it, you would probably think, oh, is that true monkey guts inside there? Because it was, it was this like, murky mud water looking look solution that was in a jar and what we would do is we would take a towel or a paper towel and open it up and then we would apply that to any of the ailments mm. and it was just this mixture of different herbs and tinctures and and all sorts of stuff right mm. but that was one of the first times that i started to think wait a minute so i'm not we're not going to the doctor first mm. We're not going to Western medicine first. We're first going to the different things that might be within nature to help heal this, this situation. Mm -hmm. And so at a very young age, it caused me to question why, right? Yeah. I think that the underlying, um, the foundational understanding for me is why. Mm. I'm always asking why, Yeah. right? Because all of my friends would go to the doctor first. But yeah. maybe because I grew up very poor, Maybe that's why I didn't go to the doctor first because we didn't have the money to pay for it, mm. right? So we got this bottle of monkey guts. Let's put that on the <laughs> on your ankle. I remember one time I legitimately <laughs> I rolled my ankle so bad, so bad in a basketball game. Like, you know, I grew up playing basketball. After after getting my black belt, I grew up playing basketball and I played at a very high level. And we needed me on our team, right? And so I'll never forget. I think it was like uh, regional, regional championships in uh, in high school, and you know we were on the path to going to state to win state. And I think I ended up rolling my ankle really bad. We had the trainers look at it, and everybody's like, "Dude, your ankle's fucked. Like it's <laughs> it's over." But here's my dad with this thing of monkey guts. <laughs> He's like, "No, you'll be fine." He's just put this all over it. I mean, and it smelled like menthol and all kinds of stuff, right? Yeah. But I'm out there playing the game. And and I remember one of the last times that I ever took this bottle of monkey guts. Now, keep in mind, we had the monkey guts for years. Uh-huh. And when I was in college playing basketball, it was almost finished. And so my dad was having to get the recipe again. And I don't know what this recipe is. I should probably try to find it. Wow. But um I broke my my finger in college and we were playing in the national the national finals and I was playing with a broken finger playing wow. playing basketball at national finals yeah, championship. Dude. All it takes is a ball a tipped ball off that finger. <laughs> That's, dude. It. That's it. That's it. And I, what did I have all over it? Monkey guts. Wow. 
You so, got to find out that recipe, dude. Yeah, I, I, shout out to my pops, man, um, Russell Holland. Like, we'll definitely see if I can figure that out. Um, but another moment that comes to mind is um, so so going from these tinctures was one idea, but then another idea is chi energy, mm. right? And listen, when I'm four years old, five years old, six years old, like really, really prepubescent. Um, young boy i i kept on hearing this idea of chi energy mm. and i didn't know what that meant but i all i knew was that every time my dad would say hey you're about to break this board or break this brick or you're going to fight you know spar with this person across from you tap into your chi energy mm. i didn't know what it meant i just knew how to bring it out mm. and and if there were times when i would almost black out Let's tilt this a little dude sorry bro no no it's all good if there if there were times that i would sort of not necessarily black out but i would go into a i was like an out-of-body experience uh-huh. my dad would be like that's chi that's your chi energy wow you know he would lay me on a bed of nails mm. and this is not child abuse everybody this was this was you know yeah it's martial arts it's martial dude. arts it's right? fucking yeah <laughs> it can do all kinds of stuff right beat yeah. you beat you with like bamboo sticks and whatnot um it's training right exactly <laughs> <laughs> but you know my dad would would call out this is what chi is and so i was able to then carry that over into other parts of my life understanding that like my foundation was was whatever this unknown energy I was able to tap into, uh. but it was almost like adrenaline. I, I kind of think of think back on it as it being adrenaline, mm. learning how to harness your adrenaline though uh-huh. and call upon it whenever you want, rather than waiting for the dog to be chasing you down the street or, you know, the, someone ready to mug you or whatever, yeah. right? But being able to tap into that for your benefit. But this is how I was able to kind of start to understand this East meets West, this sort of primitive energy combined with this modern technology and that's where i am today you know it's dope man that's so powerful because we don't get that education you know in in the west yeah unless you get into martial arts i mean even just doing sports in sports you'll get a you'll have a very real experience of what the human body is capable of, how to feel and deal with pain, how to manage your pain, to play at a high level. But martial arts, man, that's really something... I did a little bit of martial arts sporadically here and there. Did some grappling, did a little bit of karate when I was a little kid. Um, But, and I got... And I guess through my own just knowledge seeking and, you know, watching tons of movies and <laughs> I gathered and, and my own, you know, I, I come, I come from a very holistically minded background of yogis more so than martial artists and yogis tap into that, you know, how to harness your energy, the elixirs of the body. Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't really get that deep understanding of what this human mechanisms really capable of unless you do those types of things you know well said well said um yeah dude it's just that's so that's so powerful and that's so fundamental to who you are and what you do now because you work with some super high level people yeah 
And when you were telling me a story about one of your clients, one of the, the people you work with, super high level entertainer, dude was coming down with the flu or something night of a show yeah. it's a huge show you know hundreds hundreds of thousands of tickets sold and they're coming to you saying his whole group of people the manager the agents the people that run the venue etc and they're saying josh can we do this is this safe and there you are and you got to make the decision because of all of the knowledge that you have and what and the and the repertoire you've developed over however many years of treating this guy and and helping him be as healthy and vibrant and strong as he could possibly be it's a very good point which kind of brings up the idea of what i do you mm -hmm. know a lot of people ask that question yeah what do you do josh you know, people are kind of like so why why are you working with these celebs and you know and, and <laughs> I definitely feel that kind of uh, jealous eye like you know yeah of course everybody wants to work right. with the fucking celebrities until you have any idea what uh, working with a celebrity is like <laughs> it can be very intense um, but I guess to kind of touch on that is to your point it really is all about trying to understand who the person is across from you. Mm. And I think the best way to even do that is to understand who you are first, first and foremost. Who who am I deep inside? And I have this capacity mm. of of a lot of experience in in a variety of different modalities, which is what's enabled me to be able to say, "Oh yeah, I've heard a little bit of this. I've experienced a little bit of that." And then I can draw up on my experiences to say Oh, you know what? You're feeling like this. Maybe that's because of X, Y, and Z. And if I don't have the ability to help you in that, chances are I probably have somebody who can. Mm. And so that's all about creating this army, this team of people around me, mm. you included, right? And and so it's like, okay, how can we best help the person here in front of me? Or how can we best help the largest group of people? And it's about just starting to understand who we are. And so how do we function? Well, if if a team of people are coming to me to say, hey, listen, do we go ahead and go through this show or do we go ahead and call it? And then we have to now give out give back all the money for the, the people who who uh, paid for their tickets. You know, that's a lot of pressure, as we talked about. Right. It's a lot of pressure. But I have to be able to say, listen, the part, the principal person here is the one that matters, because if he falls down and, and it becomes ill or passes out now that becomes the the overall like why didn't someone stop him before you know he got to this point and now you know the whole the rest of the tour is ruined because he's hospitalized or yep. whatever and and we have this in sports as well right mm -hmm. like in football and in basketball at you know at the very very high level there's people who can determine they can look at you and look at your gait they mm -hmm. can they can see how you walk they can see how you move. They can test yep. you in different ways to say, you know, we have longevity in this person mm. or not. Mm -hmm. And and that's kind of what I do in a, in a certain element. Right. But ultimately, my job is to help optimize people's health, wellness, fitness, lifestyle. Mm. And, you know, however that needs to happen. You know, I'm I am the person that will get some singing bowls 
<laughs> and we go through like levels of meditation and I might combine some high level uh, tech with it. But I mean, you know, it, it's about trying to do the, the, the native innate abilities and figure out like whatever modern tech we need, you know? Yeah. And like going back to what I was talking about earlier with martial arts, I quickly learned that it almost doesn't matter whatever tincture I put on me because if I felt that this was going to help me, then there's it's doing something in the brain. Yeah. And and some people will call that placebo. Mm. And placebo is very powerful. That's isn't that placebo's 75% effective. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. And you can you can consider that intuition. Uh-huh. You can consider that placebo. Whatever you consider it doesn't matter, but it is a part of science. Yeah. And it's like most of the studies that are being done are being measured up against placebo. Mm-hmm. So that tells me that placebo has an effect. Definitely. So whenever I'm working with someone, I've got to make sure I need to be able to look them in the eyes and make sure that they understand everything that, that it is that I'm doing, Yeah. which means I need to at least be able to explain what it may be able to do for them. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. And so if I have, if I have you on a table and we're doing PEMF and ozone and I can rattle off all these experiments but you think what I'm doing is bullshit? Right. It's going to be bullshit. Right. It's not going to do anything <laughs> for you. That's it. Oh, my God. It's so interesting you're saying that, Josh, because yesterday or Saturday, um, it's my daughter's birthday weekend, and, you know, we're, we're doing We just want to have a nice family time. So Saturday, we drive out to the beach, and we're driving through Topanga Canyon, and I don't know why. This thought just it just comes like a lightning rod into my head and i think to myself a shaman is only as good as the person who comes to see him because of that exact thing you know if a person doesn't believe a shaman only works because the person comes to them believing that they can be helped by this person Absolutely. You know, that's the true magic of the shaman, you know. And just like what you said, it doesn't really matter what the thing is. Yeah. If you think it's bullshit, it's bullshit. If you think it's going to work, it'll probably work at least a little bit. Yeah. You know, and I think it's so brilliant that highlighting the innate aspect of relationship in healing mm-hmm. you know it's all a relationship very much so you know between you and yourself you and the person who you believe is going to help you heal or get you to where you feel you have to go or the thing that you're going to take to do whatever it is you know with substances it's the same thing yeah, I was I was just about to bring that you up. Know? Good point. Substances work as long as you believe there's something for you in them. And then you take it one day and the experience is either really scary or really negative or you didn't feel anything at all. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, this doesn't work for me anymore. Why is that? It's because mm. some part of you has overcome or transcended the effectiveness of that thing, whatever it is, or even just the idea of that thing. Well said. Well said. It's yeah. a trip, man. It's really it's really a trip. So 
what was the first thing that you really got into? Because I love your, I love your ethos of the primitive meeting the modern. Because I'm so into that, you know. I feel like in our, especially in this time, which so much has been revealed about Americans in particular or Western civilizations' dependence on the pharmaceutical medical paradigm and the failures of that you know how many pill commercials do we see (laughs) when you watch a football game on sunday you know it's all pharmaceutical commercials and it's like take this and it might help you but you'll also have diarrhea skin rashes you might even fucking die if you take this (laughs) you know it's like why am i going to take that you know to do this other thing that i could probably do better adjusting my lifestyle eat better exercise get out in nature breathe you know there's so much we can do to give ourselves a higher baseline of health than we're led to believe through this through the medical paradigm that we have afforded to us like you said like what a gift what an unknown gift that you grew up in a in a family where they said Let's go to the monkey guts jar before we go see the doctor. That's how I grew up, too. My parents, whether they knew it or not, they were just very holistically minded people. Food is medicine. Drink plenty of water. Get your exercise. Breathe deeply. Use whatever natural remedies are available before going to see a doctor to be prescribed something or poked and prodded, etc. The body knows what to do. Yeah. You know. And I remember having that thought. Mine was a little later. It might have even been when I came out of the NFL and I go, oh, fuck, do I need a doctor? (laughs) Do I need a doctor? I don't know, you know, because the only time I've ever had a doctor was when I was in football, when we had a team doctor and this whole training staff of people that if anything breaks down, you go to them. And they'll give you the ice and stim. They'll put you in the ice tub. They'll, you know, do one of the modalities, the massage modalities. They'll do the scraping or the cupping or whatever it is, you know. They'll give you some pills. But outside of that, you know, I'd never, we never really had a family doctor. You know? Dude, you know what, the first thing that comes to mind when you, when you mention all that is we are taught we as a society are taught to think our problems have to be taken care of outside of ourselves. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, when, when you've got these specialized doctors and you've got these, you know, and I think also specialization has kind of ruined our our society. Yeah. Um, big time. I mean, obviously we do need specialists. Sure. Right. Sure. It's great to have a neurosurgeon. It's great to have, you know, Surgeons in particular. I mean, sure. surgery is one of those uh, incredible innovations of modern medicine. Yeah. You know, if you need to go and have life-changing, life-saving surgery, that's huge, man. Absolutely. And, and But I totally agree with you. The yeah. specialization is just, it's destroying us. Right. And, you know, it's it, I talk about this a lot, especially with my, my podcast and a lot of the teachings that I, that I offer, is I have a five pillars for optimum health and wellness. I love that. And pillar, us, dude. pillar number one, the main one, 
and it's basically a prioritization from the top down if you do the top one well then the rest kind of fall into place and it becomes this beautiful cycle almost uh-huh. like the yin and yang right Love it. and pillar number one the main thing is awareness quality awareness mm. and so what does that say that says first and foremost you got to recognize your ability to heal you've got to give yourself the the best opportunity to heal Mm. so if you're not sleeping well if you're not eating well if you're not meditating if you're not actually in tap in tune with who you are from a cellular level very deep innately Mm. then yeah you probably are going to have to reach out and and look externally for help Mm. and that's when it gets really confusing Mm. That's so <laughs> profound, dude. That's so profound. It's so key. All the I've heard a lot of eight pillars of wellness, eight, you know, truths of health. Five pillars, I've never heard awareness be number one, and that's so key, dude. Yeah. Cause if you're not aware, if you're not aware that what you're eating is shit and it's making you feel terrible. It doesn't matter. Bingo. Like nothing. It doesn't even matter what you do next. Yeah. Wow, dude. Okay. Awareness is number one. Where do you go from there? Yeah. And so I I always like to add in the distinctive term or, or word quality in front of each uh-huh. one of them, right? Because it just, it sort of identifies the fact that there is a spectrum uh-huh. on each of the pillars, yeah. right? So you can have awareness, but having quality awareness that's a different a, thing. A whole new level, yeah. right? So we've got quality awareness is number one. Number two is quality sleep and recovery. Mm. And again, thinking at the higher level, right? So like number one, you got to work on the awareness piece. And then right at, right underneath that, almost at the same level, is quality sleep and recovery. Because it almost doesn't matter yeah. how well you work out, how well you eat, how well you move around all day long. If you don't sleep and recover well, you probably won't even have the capacity to be aware. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and so then we move into number three and it's quality consumption. Mm. And I love that pillar because consumption, the, just the word consumption makes you wonder. Mm-hmm. I think it makes you wonder, well, what does he mean? Why is he using the word consumption? It's because it's not only food and drink, but it's also the energy that we consume all around us. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. And, and again, it goes back to being aware of that. So you've got quality awareness, quality sleep and recovery, quality consumption. The next one is quality activeness. Mm. And and before we get to the last one, which is quality exercise, a lot of people think, well, Josh, you're a trainer. You, you became known as being a fitness trainer. Mm. You know, I'm surprised that quality fitness isn't higher up on your chart. But I'm like, if you're doing steps one through two, three, and four well, then quality exercise just becomes icing on the cake Mm. or the icing. It just becomes much better and easier. Uh You can do it whenever you want instead of having to do it all the time. Yes. Right. And so just to touch on the quality activeness, the reason why I put each of these in this prioritization is because the, the higher up the ladder, if you will, or the, the reverse pyramid usually denotes that you can do it for much longer right mm. so we could and should be aware all the time all the time yeah. and then we should be sleeping and recovering most of the time mm. 
And then we should be consuming quality, consuming a little bit more than, than say, activeness, right? So, uh-huh. like, we could sleep, recover more so than we could ever be active, right? But we can be far more active than we can ever actually exercise, mm-hmm. right? So it kind of just goes one into the next, into the next, into the next. And then let's say you do all five of those very well. This is what optimization is all about. Mm. This is, you know, a lot of people are, are talking about biohacking and what is biohacking. And at the end of the day, we're all biohackers, mm. all of us. And we're all healers, all mm. of us, because we do have this capacity to help one another. Even if it's just being as happy as you can be and being in my circle and being the most badass, positive dude you can be, you've now helped to be a healer for my environment. Mm. Right? Yeah. And we can start to talk about energies and energy fields and auras and we can measure it or we can feel it yeah right yeah because they they do have ways of measuring it yeah and you know and and like even talking back to the pemf we were talking about earlier um pulsed electromagnetic fields this is something that i'm a big fan of and you know right here sitting uh right here lying next to us i have the electrical muscle stimulation suit all of this is a part of this whole picture as well because it's electricity and we are bioelectric beings, yep. right? And so if we tap into that and we learn how to tap into that, we can do that without any tools. We can do that with, you know, tuning forks. We can do that with sound healing bowls, sound bowls, singing bowls. We can do that with high-end tech, uh-huh. you know, PMF, EMS, all of these cool things, right? But at the end of the day, it's all about being aware and then how to work through all those different pillars. So that's, that's what I'm about. Amazing, dude. Can you describe for me, what's the difference between quality activeness and quality exercise? Ooh, good question. Yeah. So normally I, I explain that. Let's say that I'm on a, I'm in an interview and I'm being asked specifically about the pillars. We can spend a lot of time on each, each one of uh-huh. the pillars, obviously. Yeah. But the reason why I, I sort of separate quality activeness and quality exercise is because usually usually one requires no changing of clothes and switching your situation Mm. and setting a certain time and having to to um, hit a goal necessarily so for instance we could go out right now I could help rearrange this entire back deck that we're that we're on we could go walk to the store we can do all these different things and we were active Mm. right Mm mm-hmm but we didn't have to change our clothes. Uh-huh. We didn't have to put on a specialized set of shoes. We didn't have to set a timer. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But exercise, if we're doing quality exercise, we want to get the most bang for the buck and the most what we call minimal effective dose, MED. Uh-huh. And that's what I'm all about when it comes to exercise. Okay. Because it's quality exercise. Now, we could go and bang out, you know, you got the... Uh, what is this thing called behind us? The, uh, the assault bike? Or yeah, the, the echo bike. The echo bike. We could hop on that and just go nuts yeah we could go nuts for like three hours yeah but what's the point right right because at some point you cross over into it becoming more um harmful than it is beneficial right but with quality activeness quality activeness there almost is never a point of you becoming harmful Mm. it becomes harmful so i separate those because one you can also do much longer than the other Mm -hmm. so you can be active for two three four five hours you know you could go hiking yeah i wouldn't consider hiking quality exercise because you could go hike right now we could uh-huh. go hike right now yeah i love that i love that you could tidy your house you could clean your yard yeah 
Would you say that quality activeness is about doing something that, and I don't know how much of your, your scaffolding you, I think all of it really is about, has a spiritual element to it, you know, because it kind of, you know, there's that, there's the fine line between being and doing, Mm. you know, (laughs) and I really... I have constructed my life to 90% of the time be in the being. And that doesn't mean I'm just sitting here doing nothing. But that means I'm sort of moving with the current of the day. Tidying my kitchen. Doing the dishes. Taking my dogs on a walk. Spending time with my daughter. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's really what the quality activeness is about bingo yeah it's about living it's quality living yeah not just sitting there and fucking watching tv that's that now you're into consumption right you you hit the nail on the head i love it dude and this is what's really cool about the pillars and why i want to do more about it you know we talked about Mm -hmm. my writing a book and things like that yeah dude but the reason is is because anytime i get with someone who is really tapped in who really knows what's up, someone who's woke, quote-unquote woke, it becomes this beautiful back-and-forth, huh, yeah. And sometimes people like you will, will, will point out something that maybe I hadn't thought of or whatever, but at the end of the day, it comes back to awareness because now you just became more aware of what even I constructed as being my pillars. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's beautiful. And so... We have this moment now where we've kind of just gone through the pillars, uh-huh. and now my understanding of it has been expanded. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. and that and that's what's beautiful. So that I love that the hope is that when I talk to someone else, a client, or I give this out in a pamphlet form, or I'm, it's on a you know a website or something like that, I want that to happen to every person that puts their hands on it. Yeah, because that is something that is within us, and it goes back to what I was saying earlier about. We need to be more understanding of the power we have within us. Yes. Yes. So powerful, man. I think people are coming into that, you know, whether it's through the biohacking vein or whether it's through meditation or breath work or yoga. I think people are starting to really tap into that. I went and had this session last week. Have you heard of... I've done MRT... Muscle release. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Therapy. This was N. A- this oh. was NMRT. Neuromuscular release. Yes. Interesting. Have you ever had this? I haven't, but dude, I've I've heard some different types of uh, movements around that. Uh huh. Yeah. Some of the most profound body work I've ever had in my life. Mm. This guy comes in, and he's like a fucking. He's like a he's like a astrophysicist the way he talks about the body and how it moves. He's like everything we do, every movement you make, your body is sending chemical surges, creating patterns and developing a structure of in your inside of your cells that creates all of this gunk. And our body expects to be flushed of that stuff and this work is about flushing it and turning on what he called your inner physician Mm. because he's like your body 
is an astrophysicist. Your mind is a fifth grader. Yeah. And your body doesn't communicate. It doesn't activate. It doesn't work within the same structure of language that your mind does. But we have these techniques once you learn them and you start to incorporate them into your into your daily routine, into your, you know, your protocol, your personal protocol, that basically you turn on this inner physician and your body knows exactly what's wrong with you all the time. And it goes and it's just about opening up and creating the space for your body to do its own healing. And the whole time he's talking, he's like, I'm talking to you about this so that you're engaging your mind and your inner physician to start doing this work. Bingo. Yeah. Imagine this. Exactly what we just talked about kind of at the start of all this. If you thought everything he was doing was bullshit. Right. <laughs> yeah. Then you'd be like, okay, I can't wait for this to be over with. Holy and, shit, and, this hurts when he's yep, digging his thumbs it. into my jaw and resetting it. my jaw. And I'm like fucking crying like a baby. You got it. And so then you can start to apply that to all the things that we know yeah. about, right? Like e- even your boy Mike, uh-huh. right? Yeah. Like his his coach. Yeah. He believed in him so much. Yeah. That his coach could have told him anything. Yeah. He could have told him you're you're gonna levit- levitate tonight, and he probably would do it. Yeah. Because that's how much power we put into the people that we trust. Totally, man. And so that goes back to the whole we being shamans. Doesn't matter if what what um letters or or names you have behind your title right whatever title you have it doesn't really matter yeah we could simply be friends and if you believe what it is that we're carrying out you believe then chances are it's going to have a much better outcome no doubt man i love what you said we can measure it or we can feel it yeah yeah fuck (laughs) everybody wants a measurement these days man yeah you know not enough science it's not science well who gives a fuck yeah how does it feel people aren't feeling yeah you know people are really caught in their ego and thinking about shit too much oh ego i love the conversation around ego yeah man me too it's a big <laughs> one um how does ego and I, i've had my own experience with this getting to hang out with mike and and we've we've really been on a journey of dissecting the ego and what it is and what it's all about and then working with him it's a it's a big experience of ego for me my own ego witnessing a lot of ego watching mike deconstruct his own ego and come to terms with it and lay it out there and say this is what it is this is who i am how is ego i mean you know what does ego mean to you? It's a, it's a very profound question. Yeah. And it's something that amongst my friends, if you can imagine, you know, the, the, my friend network, we all have very deep conversations and we also have a lot of fun. I, uh-huh. I love to goof off. I'm a, yeah, I'm a clown. You gotta <laughs> you <know>? have fun. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, I love throwing in every once in a while, just sprinkling in very profound thoughts questions conversations and one that i always like to bring up is what is ego and a great question it's 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 interesting because everyone seems to have their own interpretation of it uh-huh. but when we leave 
the conversation, when the conversation starts to shift to something else, it almost leaves everyone thinking, huh. And, and I consider ego awareness because without ego and without that awareness, then who are we anyway, right? Uh-huh. Ego yeah. sort of allows us to identify who Josh yes. is, yes. who Eben is, right? And so that tells me that ego can be used beneficially yep. or it could be a negative situation. It doesn't have to always be negative. Definitely. Like a lot of people think of ego as it being a negative thing, but you can actually use it to truly understand who you are. Uh-huh. And that's yeah. what separates us from everything else. Because yep. at the end of the day, man, you look up into the stars at night mm-hmm. and you realize we are nothing. Oh my God. We are nothing. And yet we worry about are we going to get to this appointment on time or we're going to worry about the doorbell ringing, right? Yeah. Or whatever, yeah. right? It's like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Cause at the end of the day, we are nothing without ego. Wow. <laughs> so well said, dude, the ego ties the spirit or the soul to the body. Yeah. Really? You know, and there's, um, like you said, cause we can't come here. We can't do a podcast Unless I'm functioning from this identity of Eben, former pro football player, podcaster, and you're Josh, fucking, you know, fitness trainer, biohacking guru. Like, it doesn't make sense. Then what? What do we talk about? <laughs> hey, brother, it's good to see you. I'm, I'm a total being of light, yeah. aren't you? Yeah. You Just know? A bunch of cells vibrating around. Yeah. Yeah. We got you go vibrating cells one, vibrating cells two over here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, it's a great point, man. I think, you know, mechanisms of the ego are really interesting to me as well. Uh for instance, you know, I played pro football and why I was so successful in football was because I wanted to show the world that I was to be feared and I was scary and I was a badass. And that took me all the way to the top of that mountain. But then I realized, oh fuck, I'm still empty inside. Mm. Like I haven't filled that hole that I was like trying to fill with because I thought when I proved how tough and how badass I was to everybody then I would be enough, you know, then I would be enough for myself. And it wasn't that way. So the experience of life really becomes what is your intention with everything you're doing? Are you doing it from the standpoint of this ego, from this identity? I'm Eben, the warrior, the football player who has to show everyone how tough and badass I am. And if not, I'm not doing, I'm not, I haven't done it because there will always be people who have no idea who you are, who've never seen you play, who've never, who have no clue how tough you are and what you've been through. And you come and meet them for the first time and they're looking at you like you're fucking Joe Schmo. Yeah. You know? So then it becomes, well, how do I do the things that fill me with peace and purpose? And even like now I'm writing this book, The Ebb and Flow. And I'm writing this book and I keep checking myself, you know, because I'm like, why am I writing the book? Do I want to write this? Am I writing this book because I want everybody to know how smart I am? And I want everybody to see how much I know 
and I want to be praised for being the guy who, you know, wow, dude. saved all these lives? Or am I writing this book because it's a direct transmission from the universe out into this world? I'm just bringing in, this is my, me, Eben Britton, this node of, you know, coagulated matter that the universe brought into being here for this purpose, to give this information from my perspective. That's why I have to do it, you know. You know, when when you were at my place a couple of weeks ago um, on Saturday, mm-hmm. and at the end of, of our hanging out, you were like, or towards the end of our hanging out, you were like, dude, like you you should write a book. You know, you've got an interesting story. And remember, remember my response to uh-huh. you yeah. was, well, you know, I kind of have been writing a book for, yeah, for, for, sure. for several years. Definitely. It's because I've gone through the exact same thing. Uh-huh. I've gone through the exact same thing. Um, because... It's not about the money, uh huh. Because you don't, let's face it, you don't really make money from, from writing books. No, I no. mean, you you might be able to get on more talk shows or right. podcasts, and and that might generate money or whatever indirectly. But yeah. you know, writing a book doesn't really do much. And to be no. honest with you, you know, I, I would almost prefer doing a digital book so that you could change the information because information should change. I love that. Right? Yeah. Like uh, that's what I'm about. Because I'm almost like, well, you know, it's it's in print. Ah. Like I wanted to update because uh-huh. I'm updating. I'm uh-huh. I'm you know adapting, evolving, evolving. Well yeah. said. So I I resonate very much with what you what you just said, and that's mm-hmm. beautiful. And I think that is the part that I wish more people would would understand. Is like because I'll be honest. Whenever I first started looking into what you do and all the things that you're doing, I mean, I think the first thing I was impressed with was like man, this dude is way deeper than I had even imagined. But, I mean, you know, it's like that that could be like a, a diss or that could be, I mean, that's what society kind of teaches us, right? To uh-huh. see like, you know, meathead, you know, bang on his chest, yeah. you know, go and, and conquer everything. Or we can actually start to kind of get to know people, Yeah. right? And yep. this is what podcast culture is all about. That's why I love these platforms. That's why I have my own show. Yeah. That might be a reason to write a book. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely, man. I feel, you know, at this stage in my life, I've really come to this stage in my life where if it's not in total alignment with my spirit, I feel like a fucking phony and I can't do it. You know, I love podcasting because I love connecting with people. I love cataloging this information like all the knowledge and insight and wisdom that you contain in your being josh we get to download it into here and then spread it out there yeah so i love that and i feel i'm a messenger in many ways that's part of my purpose here writing i love writing i love writing like i could write about just sitting outside looking at the sunlight hit the trees you know, these flies dancing around our heads. You know, I love writing. But then it's like, I want to write something that's meaningful, that impacts the world, that raises people up. So, okay, I'll write about my total destruction of myself through football and how I rebuilt myself and picked myself up off the floor. And these are sort of the pillars of that that journey, the pillars of that structure. But then a big part of my book is I'm saying this is not 
this is the anti-program program. You know, this <laughs> isn't about a diet. This isn't about a specific way to lift weights or exercise. This is about figuring out what's best for you. Bingo. Shedding the bullshit. Because we're just bombarded by shit at this stage. You got to be keto. You got to be paleo. You got to be vegan. You got to be this. You got to, you know, even like you got to do the X3 bar. <laughs> Lifting weights is a waste of time. Well, that's cool. And I appreciate that. And I know where Doc Jayquish is coming from. And I, I like that. And I love the X3 bar. But at the same time, it's like, dude, it doesn't even matter what you do. Like you said, not, none of it really matters. Right. It's just like. Are you living a life that's full of joy where you're benefiting the energy of the world and the people around you? Facts. You know, outside of that, like, who gives a fuck, man? Yeah. Pop the pills if they make you feel good. Yeah. Take the nootropics. Do the fucking nicotine and CBD trochee, you know? <laughs> Josh's tongue is blue. He's got one of my favorite... My favorite nootropic products going right now. Shout out to Dr. Ted Hachikoso and, and Shaker. And Dr. Scott. The tro oh, the Dr. Whole, Scott. The whole Troscriptions squad. Yeah. Those guys are a total beacon of light, man. Yeah. I yeah. love everything they're doing. It's so awesome. I don't know. He just he hit, he hit me up on my website. Thank God he did, man. Um well, what are your favorite, we're getting ready to wrap up and I really want to do the, the workout, the EMS and I, I'll pull out the X3 bar and we'll, Perfect. we'll do that. Perfect. And, and I'm putting you on an echo bike too with it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Sweet dude. Yeah. Put me through the fucking ringer, bro. <laughs> um, what are your favorite, I guess this is a good question for you, but I mean, I feel like I'll, I'll know exactly what you're going to say already, but. Um, what are your favorite modalities? What's your favorite things to play with? We also, like me, I know you're a big fan of the cannabis plant. We could talk about that. I'm actually really interested to hear about how your DNA test went with, with Len and <clears throat> some of the highlights of that. Yeah, that, that is, um, I, I have to say, <laughs> Lynn, what Lynn May is Lynn doing. May, Endocana Health. Yep. I did my, you can go back and listen to my podcast, A Brief History of Cannabis, where I talk a little bit about Len May and his company, Endocana Health, where they do cannabis genetics tests. You could get your DNA tests and find out exactly what cannabis strains, uh, cannabinoid profiles, terpene profiles work best for you and your system. So Josh heard that and did it. So he, here's the thing. I, I, I want to give the credit where it's due. Thanks to you, Evan, and your show, mm. right? And this goes back to what we were just talking about. Like, why are we doing this stuff? Well, I have, my mind has just been blown. And I had probably one of my favorite, most in-depth podcasts with Lynn May. It's amazing. Because I heard it on your show. Love Lynn. Right? Yeah. So, Love that, dude. So, so it's like, that's how we pass the buck, right? Uh -huh. So you know, full circle here is I was listening to your show, trying to do more research on you. And you just kind of rattled off something about 
tapping into the cannabis plant and how it can work for your DNA and and all these things. And I'm like, uh, pause, (laughs) 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 rewind. Wait, what did he say? And so I go and I Google it. And then next thing you know, I find out that you can take your raw data from 23andMe or Ancestry.com or whatever and input it. And then it will spit out basically like the best strains, ratios, whatever for you, specifically for you. And that was amazing. And so I, I got in touch with those the, with the people at Indo DNA or Indo Kenna Health. And um, we ended up doing the show. And it, it's amazing at what that's all about, because I've it took me it was until I was basically 24 years old before I first consumed. Mm. And um, cannabis. Yeah. 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 And it was one of those situations where I grew up very sheltered, very conservative life. I'm from Oklahoma. Uh-huh. My parents are very strict growing up. And, you know, it was always like, you know, uh, alcohol and, and, and dope, <laughs> weed. Pot, <laughs> yeah, of course. You know, man. All, all that's going to ruin your professional yeah. career. And it's yeah, like, that's the devil, but, but all my buddies are doing it and they're, they're like badasses, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> like <laughs> how much better would they be if they didn't do it? Or yeah, the curious me, how much better, or worse would I be if I did it? Yeah, yeah. And it didn't happen until I was probably well out of my um, my professional athletic career uh-huh. um, that I discovered it. And I realized that, wow, like I'm a high-functioning consumer. Uh. And, you know, and I, I'm able to tap into certain things. And now my my DNA results sort of validate that. Uh-huh, and yeah. And it's like, ah, this is why I do better with this strain. This is why I do better with this ratio. This is why I do better with these terpenes. And so, you know, this is something that I think everyone should be should be doing. Yeah, I think everyone will do. Yeah, Um, that's really interesting that your experience was, of course, your experience was validated with it. It's it's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. That's how mine was, too. Yeah, Um, it was really interesting. Yeah. And so what what I what it now do you do really well with THC? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I do. man. No, that's awesome. I do. That's great, dude. THC is so it's gotten. You know, when I first started on the cannabis advocacy tour, especially coming from the pro football background, everyone always wanted to bring the conversation to CBD because it doesn't get you high. And it's, you know, it's just like, okay, yeah, CBD's great. CBD's good. It's anti-inflammatory. It does all sorts of great things. But THC, man, THC is so powerful and medicinal as well. So good for your brain. Especially if you're someone who does combat sports. THC, our bodies produce cannabinoids through the endocannabinoid system. And actually, the cannabinoid that we really produce is anandamide, anandamide. which is much, which is basically THC. Mm-hmm. That's why when you exercise and you get that quote-unquote runner's high, your body's producing, it's flooding your system with anandamide. And you're feeling really blissful and good and just stress-free. And that's that, that's that experience. But THC also will go into your brain cells and it'll strip plaque off there that causes dementia and Alzheimer's. And it increases connectivity. It does all kinds of great things. So that's awesome to hear, dude. You know? it's, for me, it's, like, um, it's interesting because there's many people in in my world, in my surroundings, um, you know, people who are a little bit older clients, family, even who are like, yeah, no, you know, I, I, I I don't do cannabis. Cannabis is not for me. I love challenging that by saying, 
what is cannabis, right? Because uh-huh. cannabis is so many things, yeah, right? Yeah. And it's like um, just taking out the CBD is is like juicing a bunch of fruits and vegetables, right? You're forgetting about the pulp, all the you know flavonoids, all the the most important parts of the entire whole plant. Yeah. Um, and that's what we're doing when we're extracting CBD. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, obviously, you don't want to be like wrecked. <laughs> you know, no one wants to have um, a, a, a bad experience, right? We, we want to try to do away with that. But that's the reason why it's important to know exactly how it works for you. Uh-huh. And whenever I, I first learned about the endocannabinoid system, I'm like, wait a minute. All living things have an endocannabinoid system. Yeah. And so... Why is it there? Is it there for us not to plug into it? Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense to me. It's like, well, it's there so we can plug into it, so we can experience life in a greater way. Yeah. And so figuring out what works best for you might be another way to optimize your health and wellness. Yeah. And so we can put that into the consumption pillar, yeah. right? Quality consumption. Hell yeah, dude. Right? And so, yeah, so I'm going to be doing a lot more talks about that, and I'm you know, working with Lynn and his group to try to come up with some some really cool things. But it's awesome. I would be so thrilled to see every dispensary, uh, in fact, every CVS, Walgreens, you know, Walmart, whatever. I think these kits should start to be in every situation. You know, every place we can go to. Definitely, man. I love that. I love that you've connected with Lynn, man. Yeah. Thanks to you, bro. Hey, it's great. <laughs> so good. You don't even know what you're doing. You know, when you're out there in the world and you're speaking, you're speaking your truth. Yeah. Yeah. You never even know. Yeah. It's awesome. Um, well, what's your favorite thing right now? What's your favorite? What are you most geeked up about in the biohacking realm? Maybe just explain your suit, the EMS. Okay. That you're going <laughs> to put on me and put me through a little workout. So I- I'll answer the first part of the question and then we'll talk about that. Um, as people get to know me more. I think they'll easily understand that I'm a person who does not like to be pigeonholed. Uh-huh. And so anytime there's there's a situation in, in which just someone goes, well, uh, Josh, you know, do you have a bio? I, I don't know how to uh, how would I best describe you? And I'm like, I, I don't know. I mean, and, and I actually <laughs> that's back to the ego, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. And I'm actually happy when that comes up, because, you know, it's how many situations have we been in? in which someone goes, well, I would work with Josh, but he's a blah, you know, Uh he's, he's only a fitness trainer. Right. Or I would work with, with this person, but he or she is only a blah. Well, Hey man, it goes back to the, the, the shamanism Uh and if you believe in it or not. And so I'm a person that has a lot of experience in a lot of different things and it's always evolving. It's always changing. And I never like to be too dogmatic. There are things that become staples, mm-hmm. right? There's things that become very important, and I try to do as often as possible because I like it, I enjoy it. But um, and one of those things happens to be EMS, electrical muscle stimulation. Okay. And electrical muscle stimulation in my career and in my life has evolved from being very archaic, and that there was this huge, what looked like um, a big computer board. <laughs> That is on a stand that's, you know, four foot tall and it's big and mammoth and it has these cables that come, you know, one cable connects to the upper body suit. Another cable connects to the lower body suit and you can only be like, you know, 
six feet from from the device otherwise you pull it off or yeah. you know whatever um and that device was twenty thousand dollars right yeah and and it was like oh man this is this is wonderful technology in fact when i when i first got my my first experience with ems i actually declined i declined the opportunity to try out ems oh. and it was uh from a chiropractor friend of mine who was like hey i have this russian client who the is, Russians, right? Man. Of course, of course, the Russians, and they're was, innovators, and and it's amazing what they've done with the technology. And he was like, "Look, they are wanting to work with someone that has a big profile in the fitness world to sort of validate what it is that they're doing." Mm. And I said, "Well, what is what are they doing? Well, they're doing this thing called EMS, electrical muscle stimulation, and whatever." And immediately the ego, right? Uh huh. Ego goes, "Ah, yeah, you know, I've." I've done that stuff before, so I'm not, yeah, <laughs> thanks, but no thanks, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so a year goes by, and he asked again, same, same guy, same group, hey, uh, you know, have you, have you decided if you want to work with these people or not? You know, at least do a, a workout with them. I'm like, um, I'm, I'm good, man. Like, it, it's all good. Thanks, but no thanks. You know, like, I, I'm, I've got too many other things going on. And then... The the place that I was uh, managing at the time was called the Core Club. Um, I was managing the fitness facility there, which is a very pretentious and and high profile, like, you know, who's who. You can only be a member, and it's like fifty thousand dollars a year to join. God. And, you know, it's it's all this stuff. But uh-huh. you know, I was hey, hey ego, man, if ego. you're working there, it's dope. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, so I'm running the ship. Yeah, right? and so like yeah. anybody that wanted to do a session there had to come to me. And so this uh, shake from Qatar. It hits me up and is like, "Hey, we want to get this this technology into the core club, and so we hear that we need to talk to you. So um, we're gonna come. We're coming to you, flying on our jet. You know, with this big plane. It's like a uh, 747 big plane that was just him and his people yeah. coming over, and we, we're gonna take you through a workout. And so when you get that request, you go, "Yeah, okay, yeah, okay, right, yeah." So I go to the the Plaza Hotel, get this workout who the the shake actually does the workout on me like oh really it wasn't the certified trainer who knows what he's doing it was the shake that <laughs> did, did he it. know what was what I he mean, was doing yeah he knows what he's doing kind of he, he kind of knows what he's doing but he crushed me man uh-huh he crushed me but you know meanwhile like like I that's don't know, an ego trip yeah being a sheik five five minutes into it I, the light bulb turns on now uh-huh. first of all i had to get i had to quickly get comfortable with being uncomfortable because you know, it's like, I don't know what it is I'm about to do. Uh-huh. This guy, you know, well-respected, very wealthy. Um, you know, he's there with his people. And I'm, he's like, put this on and come back out and we'll see you in, in a few minutes. And it's literally underwear. Uh-huh. You know, it's like this underwear suit. Uh-huh. It's a top and a bottom. And I put it on and my junk is all like bulging out. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> so I'm, I'm supposed to put this on and just walk out in this? You know, you know that awkward feeling, yeah, right? Yeah, of course. And so... I go into this room that was like dedicated just for us and it was hot. I remember it was really hot and I see this device with these lights and these colors and he's like, okay, so you're going to connect this and we're going to put all this on you. Don't worry. Don't move. And it's, and I'm like, okay. And as soon as he finally turns the thing on, I go, Oh my gosh. Like, wait, what is this? And basically all of my muscles were being stimulated with electricity. Wow. And it was it was a bit intense, right? Because mm-hmm. he had it turned up and he was kind of laughing because I think he knew he, yeah. he was going to crush me. Yeah, um, he was having a ball. He was having a ball, <laughs> but I was able to to set that aside and go. 
immediately in that moment, this is going to change the way we exercise in the future. Wow. And this was like seven years ago or so, right? Uh-huh. And long story short, I ended up connecting with them. I went to Dubai. I went to see how the business was run. I went to see how clients are doing it, how to operate an actual studio, how to get into all the distribution and blah, blah, blah. And went through many different iterations and different companies and different things to come together with this suit that we have here, which is basically now it's a bodysuit, one piece suit that you could have yourself as a consumer. You don't really have to wear that uncomfortable under underwear suit because it'd be it's your suit. Mm -hmm. Right. And um, and you put it on. You you can attach your phone, your iPhone to this little pager like device that clips on the side. And so now the technology that I experienced that was so mind blowing seven years ago now is in the power of our hands. And you can put this in a backpack. You know, I used to have to travel when I was traveling on tour with Roger Waters. We had to have, I mean, extra suitcases for the the EMS suits that we brought on 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 tour. Roger loves it, right? Juice him up. And there would be times I, I swear to you, every time we would we would go from one city to the next. I'm like praying that the device wasn't broken Yeah, because, you know, it's a big computer like device and, you know, they're just throwing things around and there was a couple different tours stops that it was broken. So I had to get another one, you know, and another 20 grand. Well, fortunately, fortunately, they would replace it because of who I was traveling with and things like that. Well, that's cool. But, you know, it's just it's just a bit annoying. Right. Because, like, let's say. You plan on doing a workout for your client. You want to put yourself in the best situation, but the device is broken. Yeah. And he's like, hey, I, I paid for this thing. Why is it broken? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so dude. so now it's much more evolved, and I'm happy to be able to uh, put you through it, man. I'm stoked, man. I'm really excited about it. Um, so the gist is you're it's sending electricity through your musculature mm-hmm. and then you just work out yeah so you know there there's, is it targeted yes okay so and we could go very deep with this with yeah. this but the the kind of is, a, a layman's overview yeah because you know I, back to the conversation we had about well there's not enough science in this and that it's like <laughs> there is tons and tons and tons and tons of science in fact like you know, in the 17th century or the 18th century, you know, they would take electric eels and, and apply it to the to the brains of people to try to um, figure out why they're having headaches. And, mm. you know, to just to to fix a lot of ailments, they were just messing around. Yeah. Right? And then it's evolved from that into like testing frogs and, and dead frogs. And you can see that the frogs muscles are still activating after they're dead. Uh-huh. Right. And so there's all this research that has, has come out since then. And the Russians were some of the first to kind of put this in a manner that was for performance uh-huh. instead of just for like headaches and, and, and tumors and things like that. And, um, when they were testing it, they, they were realizing that they were actually damaging their, their athletes because they were doing too much. Uh-huh. So now this, this modern technology in the EMS world has been sort of, there's like a governor on it. Right. Uh-huh. And so you've got AC current, you've got DC current, and what we use is DC current, which is harder to come by. Okay. And that's what our body produces and works with better is a DC current. Okay. Right? And so when you can have that into the musculature, right, because let's think about it. If you ask yourself to do a bicep curl, you know, you, you bend your arm, that's 
the way that that happens, that occurs, is that there's a, an electrical synapse, okay, electrical firing from the brain mm -hmm. into the musculature and back. And so there's this feedback, and then there's this this emitting of uh, electricity, uh -huh. right? And so this beautiful back and forth. Well, we can do that with this suit together with your voluntary contraction. Uh -huh. So voluntary contraction is what you tell your body to do. So we're going to do bicep curls at this rate. And if you're doing a curl, and this is a very simplified, dumbed-down way of, of explaining it, but let's say you were to do 10 bicep curls, right? Well, usually you're going to do that at about a rate of one contraction per second, usually, right? So that's one, two, three, right? Okay. So... Again, very simplistically, you could say that's 10 contractions at the bicep and maybe the tricep when you're extending your arm, right? Uh -huh. You're activating the tricep as well. Uh, you could say that that's about 10 contractions in 10 seconds. Great. Now, the idea, okay, it, it, it's not as dumbed down as this is, but I'll give you the idea of electrical muscle stimulation is to titrate that or entrain that, get you to the point at which you're going 50, 60, even 100 hertz right which would be a hundred contractions per second okay that's the idea okay. now do our bodies and our muscles actually do that can can our muscles actually do a hundred contractions per second no uh -huh. but we're giving it the stimulus of that right right, right? so right. now not only are we just at the bicep and tricep now we're at all the major muscle groups so what is the reason for that? What is the goal? The goal is to make the workout experience much more effective and efficient. Uh -huh. And so instead of saying, okay, you know what, today we got to do upper body and we got to hit all these, we got to do three rounds of this and that. Why don't we do just whole body? You got 20 minutes? Okay, let's do a whole body workout and where we fire all of the major muscle groups, biceps, triceps, um, upper back, middle back, low back, glutes, hamstrings, quads. Now with this suit, we have inner thighs, obliques. So we can contract all of those at a certain rate in which I would say if you want to focus on your endurance, we'll go a little bit lower on the frequency. Mm. So endurance, we might be in the, let's say, the, the, the 33 hertz range, uh -huh. right? Uh, if you want to go more fat burn, we might be in the 50 to 65 hertz range. If you want to go more explosive and powerful, if we want to get straight to that fast twitch muscle fiber contraction, we might go into like the 85 to 100 hertz range. Mm. And then if you want to relax, let's say you just want to recover, we'll you want to relax, we might put you in the 1 to 10 hertz range mm. and let you just kind of sit there and feel what it's like to just relax because there is this effect of what we call PNF, uh, proprioceptive neurofeedback, uh -huh. in which uh, or contract and relax, another easy way to call that. Contract and relax, we can get that to occur from here from the suit. Why is that important? Let's say you just went through a series of rehab and you have uh, a set of muscles on your body that aren't firing properly. Well, with the suit, we can make sure that it's firing. Mm. So we can use this suit or we could, you know, we have other suits that are more commercial for studios and things like that. Our studio in New York, um, we could, we could take off the, um, the different electrodes and we can place it exactly where we want it. Mm. But this suit that we have here, the consumer one that, that I have for today, it's, it's all sort of placed. Now we don't have to turn them all on. Like, let's say you only wanted to work upper body. We can do that. Or let's say we only wanted to work, you know, one set of muscles. We can do that. But why? Yeah. If we let's took the time the to put body. this, yeah, we put the suit on, <laughs> we may as well. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And let's just put it this way. 
I can promise you when it comes to minimum effective dose and it comes to quality exercise, doing an EMS workout for those who are skeptical, this goes back to what we talked about earlier. If you believe it, it's uh-huh. really going to work <laughs> with this. Whether you believe it or not, it's going to work. Yeah, yeah, okay? exactly. <laughs> for sure. So, yeah, I, I, I just challenge anyone, if you have the opportunity to try out electrical muscle stimulation, try it out. Don't just do it once. Do it a couple times. Um, make sure you get with someone who knows what they're doing. And this is why it's been difficult to come up with a consumer device because up until now, it was so complex. Uh-huh. You had to have either a master level uh, electrical engineering background or a high, high, high level training in EMS, right? Now we've sort of dumbed it down, simplified it so much so that you now can get on, get this app on your phone, open it up, determine how much time you have, connect to the Bluetooth, and decide if you want to do fat burn, cardio, strength training, relaxation, or not. It's amazing, dude. Yeah. I'm stoked, bro. Yeah. Thank you for bringing it. My pleasure. <laughs> uh, you guys will probably get to see it. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Um, well, dude, it's been so fun, man. Thank you. Thank you. Honestly, man. I, yeah, man. I, I, I always like the endings and, and moments whenever it, it's time to talk about gratitude. I like to really, truly feel into it. Mm-hmm. And and I, I wholeheartedly appreciate you, brother. Likewise, I man. really do. And I'm I'm really stoked that we've got a chance to get to know each other and um i think for all your listeners and followers um i think it's it it should be a cool opportunity to watch how we evolve together Mm -hmm. and independently because uh you're hybrid you're you're vibrating on a much higher plane than i think a lot of people are or give you credit Mm. and uh yeah you just have such a beautiful aura so thanks for allowing me to be a part of it thank you man thank you so much I'm super grateful for you, bro. Um, Yeah, it's so awesome. I definitely feel that big time. Um, Well, let everybody know where they can find you at. You can find me at your local strip bar. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) So, yeah, my name is is, um, on all the social media platforms. It's at Joshua J. Holland. That's J-O-S-H-U-A. J H O L L A N D. And that's the same for my website, Joshua J Holland.com. And I was lucky enough to get Joshua J Holland at pretty much all the different uh, awesome, so- social media platforms. So that's where you can find me. Also, I like you have a podcast and it's called at simply walk the talk. Same thing. Uh, it's pretty much all the platforms. And, um, it's a podcast in which we talk about all things, health, wellness, fitness, lifestyle, and biohacking. Love it, bro. It's awesome. I'll have all that in the show notes, too. In the description, descriptor, so that they can just click right in. Cool. Um, But yeah, man, thank you so much. Mariah, thanks for being here, for shooting it. Yeah, shout out to Mariah. Shout out to Mariah, your digital content creator. It's dope, man. Yeah. Um, That's about it. All right. Thanks, y'all. Hey, as always, I greatly appreciate you guys listening, tuning in. I hope... You got as much out of that conversation as I did. As always, the greatest show of support you can give me is to rate, subscribe, review this show on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen. Share it with your friends and family. If something really resonated with you and you want to share it with the people you love, by all means, 
Lots of love to you guys. Have an excellent rest of your day, and I'll see you all on the flip side. Peace.